Welcome to the Creative Equation Podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and creative individuals who want to leverage creativity in order to increase sales and customer engagement. You'll get a healthy dose of graphic design tips and tricks, as well as sales and marketing strategies to help you and your business continue increasing profits. I'm your host, Brandon Ritchie, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the Creative Equation. Welcome back to the Creative Equation Podcast. You're joining a conversation about your marketing, your messaging, and practical ways to grow and improve your brand. Thrilled to have you listening. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, before we get into the content of today's show, I just want to say it is phenomenal the way that life, real life, serves as an inspiration. Uh, I can't tell you how many blog posts, podcast episodes have been inspired by a real-life conversation or real-life situation, something happening in my business, something happening in the business of a close friend or a colleague. And today's episode of The Creative Equation is no exception. Today on the show, we're talking about serving, and specifically, we are talking about uh, how business leaders and business owners that own a service-based industry need to focus less on selling and more on serving, more on serving their leads, serving their clients, serving their customers. And uh, we're going to get into the heart of this and the meat of this in just a little bit. But I just want to tell you the story that inspired this. Um, Earlier this week, I met a guy named Rizwan, really cool guy. Uh, He he and I met at a co-working space. And he basically came up to me and was saying, man, you know, I, I hired this guy on Upwork to design a website for me. And man, we're having all these issues. You know, this domain isn't pointing correctly to my website. There's all these different problems. What do I do? And I got to tell you, it would be incredibly easy for somebody like me who owns my own web design company, a graphic design company. It'd be very easy for me to say, man, you hired this guy in Upwork. No, 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 no. Rizwan, here's what you need to do. Um, we offer web design services. Here's how much we charge. Here's our process. Man, we'd love to help you. And basically, it'd be easy for me to tell him that his what he did was a mistake. Um, but instead, Rizwan seemed like a great guy, seemed like somebody who, uh, he owns a chiropractic service, um, really, really sharp guy. Uh, he seems like he'd be a great potential customer, great potential client. But I know that what he doesn't need right now is a brand new website design. He just got one. He just paid thousands of dollars to this guy in Upwork. So what he needs is he needs help with just guidance, direction, uh, how to communicate to the guy in Upwork, how to get the connection issue fixed, all that kind of stuff. And so anyways, I wasn't trying to steal uh, steal this customer. I wasn't trying to convince Rizwan that he should uh, purchase from me um, instead of this guy from Upwork. I wasn't trying to really convert him um, at that moment into a paying customer. I was just there to help him. I was answering questions. We sat down on a couch in this co-working space uh, probably for 45 minutes. And we were talking about GoDaddy and domain names and servers and hosting platforms and all these different things. And I was just giving him free advice and uh, you know, again, he, he seemed like a cool guy. We were just having some good back and forth. And um, anyways, I wasn't pushing myself as a salesman to Rizwan, even though I have services that I could sell to him. So about a week later, Rizwan approaches me and says, man, I really had a great time chatting with you. Um, hey, I think we got the website thing figured out. But I know that you also do other graphic design work. You do branding, you do print design. Hey, we need a trifold design. We need this design, that design. And Rizwan ended up signing a contract that day 
and ended up hiring us to do some graphic design work for him. Not because we uh, were the best salesman that he had met, not because I had the best pitch, uh, not because of my pricing, because our pricing is a little bit higher end than um, I think some of the other designers he was talking to, but because I took time out of my day to build rapport, build trust, to serve him as a lead um, and really just to serve him as a person. And that ended up resulting in trust that converted him to being a paid customer for BRC. And then it just had me thinking, this is something that I kind of do a little bit intuitively, but I know that there are so many people out there, especially uh, business owners who own service-based industries who are thinking about sales kind of all wrong. And it's, it's not their fault. It's because if you look up sales books or the best books on selling or best sales techniques and sales principles, you get into all this stuff talking about the psychology of selling. You talk about, um, you know, how to formulate the best pitch and have confidence and the tone in your voice and all these different things. And that might work great in a product-based industry. If you're selling sneakers, you're selling t-shirts, you're selling mugs, you're selling beard oil, you're selling actual products. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you need to be able to sell really well, or if maybe if you're selling a digital product, but if you're selling a service, things are a little bit different. And we're going to get into some of those differences in just a little bit. But specifically today, I'm talking to business owners that own service-based industries, uh, why you should focus less on selling and focus more on serving your leads, prospects, and customers. So who am I specifically talking to? Well, if you are a photographer, if you are a videographer, if you are a graphic designer, if you are a sales consultant, if you are a coaching business of any kind, uh, if you're a life coach, if you are somebody that does marketing services, uh, or marketing consulting, basically any kind of coaching, consulting, or linking arms with somebody uh, that that is going to be eventually a long-term kind of relationship with this client, that's who I'm talking to. This is the service-based industry. Um, and the fact is, you cannot implement the same sales techniques and sales processes in your service-based company as you might in a product-based company. So as a service-based industry leader or business owner or entrepreneur, you have developed a skill. You spent years perfecting your craft. You spent years making mistakes with the camera, making mistakes with your design software, making mistakes with accounting equipment or accounting software. And now years later, you are an expert. You figured it out. You've come up with a really great process, a really great solution. You can help people. You can add value to people's lives. The fact is though, you can't add value to people's lives if you don't get the customers. You have to be effective at sales. You have to be effective with your lead generation, with uh, funneling your leads down your lead pipeline and converting those leads to customers. But too many service-based industries are focused on that sales pitch. They're focused on trying to be pushy as a salesman. And there's a lot of sales training that encourages you to be pushy. All I'm saying is you have to focus less on the sales pitch and more on the relationship. It all starts with the personal touch. It all starts with the relationship, adding value and serving this lead, serving this customer. And so today we're going to be talking a lot about that and we're going to be giving you some really practical ways that you can start serving your customer, start serving your lead instead of focusing on the selling part of the process. 
So let's unpack this a little bit by talking about product-based industries, and then we'll talk about service-based industries. So for a product-based industry, one great example of a product that I love, I use it a lot, my wife loves it. We have a Ninja blender. We use it for blending smoothies together. We use it for cooking if we need to make some sort of puree or something uh, to add to a dish. We even have a Ninja air fryer, which I love because you can cook with it. Uh, Of course, you can fry with it. Um, You can dehydrate with it. I've always wanted to like dehydrate some bananas or some like to make banana chips or some dehydrated fruit. I haven't done that yet. What I have done is I've made my own homemade beef jerky, which was delicious. Um, But I have these Ninja products. And when I bought this air fryer, when I bought this blender, there wasn't a need for me to have a salesman or to have somebody to follow up with me after I made the purchase. So I bought the product and I read the instruction manual and we used it and it's great. And if I need to return it, I'll go to the store and return it. Um, But that's typically how a product-based situation goes. You buy something you want, you get it and that's it. End of transaction. It's very transactional. It's kind of a one-time thing and there's not this need for an ongoing relationship. In fact, decades ago, when it was more common for uh, salesmen to sell things door to door, um, there wasn't even an option for that, right? Uh, You know, I love the movie, uh, The Founder, right? Where it talks all about Ray Kroc's journey, um, how he ended up buying out McDonald's and, you know, setting up the franchise model for McDonald's and the real estate model. But in the beginning of the show, you see him going door to door selling these milkshake machines, these, uh, these like shake mixers. And he's going door to door trying to sell them. And back in those days, if, if he, if Ray Kroc went to your house or went to your business and tried to sell you a mixer and you bought it, he's going to leave and he's going to drive across the country and you're not going to get a chance to follow up with him or ask questions or anything like that anyways. So these product based businesses are very transactional, very one time. However, with a service-based industry, you're linking arms with somebody, you're building trust. Um, you have a contract with somebody that is month after month after month. If you're a social media management company, um, hopefully you can get somebody on a subscription where for 700 bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month, 3000 bucks a month, whatever it is, you have this contract with this relationship and you're fostering that relationship. Even after the sale, it, it, it really is a long-term commitment when you can have somebody sign up for six months of your coaching course or six months uh, of your life coach advice or whatever. And so you're linking ours with somebody, it's more relational, and it's not just a one-time transaction. So, and a lot of times in these service-based industries, you're a one-man band. Now, if you have been able to build your coaching business or your consulting business from a one-man operation to a five-man, to a 10-man, to a 50-man, to a 200-man business, that's great. But a lot of times, especially starting out, it's you. You're the one finding the prospect. You're the one making the sale. Uh, You're the one that is going to be fulfilling the order, fulfilling the service. You're the person that's training. You're the person that's doing everything. You are a person that is wearing many hats and it's on your shoulders. And that's why it's even more important that you're very effective with your sales strategy. uh, And specifically, if you're a service-based industry, focusing on this relational part of that process. And, And honestly, you know, if you are a life coach, you probably didn't go to school for sales. 
if you are a graphic designer, you probably didn't take any courses on how to make a sale. And so there's not a whole lot of sales knowledge out there. And a lot of the knowledge that is out there is, you know, from a product-based business perspective. Um, one really great book, if I could recommend one book to you to kind of um, give you more insight in all of this idea of serving your prospects, serving your leads, instead of focusing on the selling part of it, it is a book by Patrick Lencioni, uh, who wrote the book, uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. But this specific book is called Getting Naked, and it's a very interesting title. Uh, but here's what it says about it. It offers a key resource for gaining competitive advantage in tough times, shows why the quality of vulnerability is so important in business, and it includes ideas for inspiring customer and client loyalty. So on the show, you know, we talk a lot about uh, creating a tribe of raving fans, people that are going to come back and be a customer again and again and again and tell other people about you. Um, and this book does a good job uh, discussing that. But it really does talk about this serving perspective and how you can really uh, serve other people, serve your leads in order to make them trust you, build that trust, build that rapport, uh, but also how to not only uh, improve the customer retention part of it, keeping that customer, but also, again, building this tribe of raving fans and telling other people about your business um, and other people about your brand. To kind of paint a bigger picture of why the sales pitch isn't the most important thing sometimes um, you know, I've had to buy a lot of different software. A lot of it is, uh, you know, just typical software for our company to keep things running, right? Vimeo subscriptions, Zoom subscriptions, QuickBooks, Basecamp, different accounting softwares. And I've sat down on so many different sales pitches with people that are trying to sell me this service or trying to sell me this digital product. And they oftentimes don't do the best job. The guy's got kind of a weird personality or kind of all over the place, um, and you kind of sit through that meeting and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going on forever. I just, okay, just take my money already. Um, but they feel like they want to make the sales pitch and things get weird. Things get awkward. Um, I think of that, uh, scene in the office where Michael Scott says, there's nothing worse than a great salesman having to listen to a bad salesman. It's like a great basketball player having to listen to a bad basketball player. And obviously he, uh, in very Michael Scott fashion kind of botches the, uh, the analogy that he's creating, um, because that obviously doesn't compare apples to apples. Um, but I needed the product, right? I need this Vimeo subscription. I need this zoom subscription. I need this accounting software. And so I needed it. So I don't care how bad the sales pitch was, right? I don't care how bad the personality of the person giving me the pitch is because it's not going to be a ongoing relationship, right? It's not like I'm going to sit down with this guy who is giving me this pitch um, for this accounting software, I'm not going to sit down and probably ever speak to him again. And so because it's a one-time transaction, it doesn't matter how bad the pitch is. I need the product. Um, I need the service, whatever. So yeah, take my debit card. Um, but if you're linking arms with somebody and you're going to be talking with them once a month and it's a coach or it's a strategy session, or it's a, um, it's a graphic designer or it's a web developer, or it is somebody who is going to be writing the copy for your business or a videographer that is going to help to highlight your brand and showcase your brand, you know, for several months on end or years on end, those are, uh, decisions that are taken more heavily, uh, by people and by customers because they want to make sure that it's not just a good talent fit, but it's also a good personality fit. This is somebody I want to work with. I'm going to enjoy working with them. Uh, another good example of this, uh, when my wife Dana and I were first looking for financial advisors, we were uh, looking at opening up a Roth IRA and investing in retirement, all that kind of stuff. We talked to several different people and that was kind of the thing in the back of my mind the whole time 
was, um, man, this is going to be something where I'm going to be talking with this person for the next 40, 50, 60 years. Um, and so I want to make sure it's somebody that I trust. They seem competent. Um, I enjoy their personality. Uh, and so, you know, when you're working closely with somebody in a service-based industry, it is a more long-term approach and it's a more long-term relationship. And so for you as a business owner or a or an industry leader um, in a service-based business, you need to be thinking long-term, think long-term. So here's what that means. Even if it means you don't get a sale today. So think back to the Rizwan example I gave at the beginning of the show. Um, I knew I wasn't gonna be getting a sale today. I wasn't even pushing for a sale. I was just trying to serve him, give him some friendly advice, point him in the right direction. And that ended up being a sale a week later. Well, sometimes you might not get a sale from this person for another six months or another year, but you're developing these relationships and you're building trust. So one of the biggest ways that you can do this, one of the biggest ways that you can build up this relational part of the sales process is put your client's needs above your own. And I know what you're thinking, Brandon, I have to bring home the bacon. I got to provide for my family. I have employees that I have to provide for. Um, how am I going to be putting my customers or my leads needs before my own? Well, obviously I get that, you know, you have to be a smart business owner and you have to be thinking through how you can be a good steward um, of your time and your resources and your money and all that as well. So I'm not saying to just constantly give out things for free, but whenever you can be thinking about this relational part of it, be thinking about how you can build trust, be thinking about how you can offer your time for free to leads or prospects um, and do it as an investment. I mean, do it because it's the right thing, but also do it as an investment, uh, knowing that if you can build this rapport, you build this trust with a client, then they might come back to you in a month or, or two months or six months. So here's one way to do that. Sometimes this means sending them to somebody else. So if they're not ready for um, a website design yet, if, if I know, okay, the logo design has to come first because that is the framework. That is a cornerstone for every other piece of graphic design. But they came to me for the website design. Well, then I might have to say, hey, guys, listen, I'm excited to do the website design for you. I think it's awesome. I love. I think we'd be a great fit. Um, but before we do that, you guys really need to, to work on the logo design first because the colors, the typography, the iconography, all of that's gonna flow into the web design. So here's a really great logo designer that I know that you can reach out to. Um, Talk with them first. Once the logo is ready, uh, then we'll start the website process. Now that wouldn't ever happen in my situation because our company offers website design and logo design and print design and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but that's just an example. So if somebody is you know, ready to, okay, here's another example. Let's say that you wanna build a website. Somebody comes to you, they want a website. They're ready to give you the money now but they basically like have no photos. They need to get headshots for their team. They need to get some photos that you can implement on the website. Sometimes it means just pushing pause real quick and saying, hey, here's a buddy I know. He, he owns a photography company, really great guy, really great gal. Uh, they'll do a really good job for you. Once you have all these photos, then we can build your, your PDF. Then we can build your flyer. Then we can build your website. So sometimes it means sending them somewhere else first until they're ready to come to you. What that does immediately in your client's mind, it builds trust. It shows that your primary focus isn't your wallet, but it's actually uh, helping them with their immediate need. Now, sometimes... Uh, referring them somewhere else isn't the right thing. Sometimes serving your customer or serving your lead or serving your prospect is actually moving the sales process forward and making the sale that day. 
um, if, if they're truly ready for a website, if they're truly ready for um, a contract with a social media company, if they're truly ready for this coaching experience, then sometimes serving them and putting their needs first means signing a contract with you today. Um, and so whether it's sending them somewhere else or starting uh, a contract with your company, always be thinking about how you can serve them and put their needs first because it's going to build that trust, build that loyalty. And at the end of the day, they're going to want to work with you because they trust you and because you've built that relationship with them. Another really great way to put your customers or your leads needs above your own and to serve your customer is to pinpoint or clarify their problem. So obviously somebody is coming to you for a reason, right? They're not happy with uh, their ROI. They're not happy with their growth. They're not happy with how many people they're reaching on their ads on social media. They're not happy with their engagement on their website. They're not happy with uh, whatever it is, right? Or if they're not happy with their life and so they're they're contacting a life coach, um, they're not happy with their social media engagement. That's why they're reaching out to you, the owner of a social media management company. And so there's some issue, there's some problem. And the temptation for you as a service-based business owner is going to be to give them what they're asking for when really uh, they might just need you to clarify their problem and to actually tell them, hey, it's not actually the problem that you think you're having. You're actually having this totally other problem. So an example of this might be somebody might come to you thinking they need a new website. Our website design sucks. People don't like it. We're not getting any engagement. Um, people are leaving our website right away. We need a new website design. Well, you might look at the website. You might, um, you know, give them like a website consultation. And then you might end up telling him at the end of the day, look, your website design is not the issue. It's your copy. You're, you're not clear. Your messaging is, is totally funky and it's confusing and you're losing people because you're not being clear. Your website design is fine. That's not the problem. You need to work uh, with a copywriter and we offer that service or we don't, but here's somebody that I can refer you to, but you need to work on your messaging. And so when you do that, what you're communicating is, hey, it's not, I'm not trying to just get a sale from you. I'm not just trying to you know, focus on my bottom line or my profits. Uh, I actually want to help you and point you in the right direction. And so this can be applied to any industry, any service-based business. Make sure that you're putting your customers' needs above your own. And you can do that by sending them somewhere else when the time is right. You can do that by serving them now if it's time for it. And you can do that by helping to pinpoint or clarify the problem. Um, don't go on autopilot. Somebody comes to you for a logo. Don't just say, okay, and take their money. Ask questions. Why are you coming for a logo? What's wrong with your current logo? What don't you like about it? What do you want to change it to? Um, if somebody wants to get to all new brand photos, all new headshots, well, what didn't you like about the old headshots? What can we do to make it better? And if you can really figure out how you can clarify not only the problem, but also the solution, then you're going to, again, build even more client trust. And it's going to uh, add that person, add that client to your tribe of raving fans. Hey, in future episodes, we're gonna talk more on serving your customers, serving your leads, and how this can be uh, just as effective, if not more effective than perfecting a sales pitch. However, this episode of The Creative Equation is coming to a close. And I just wanted to say thank you, the listener, for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Creative Equation and for spending a little bit of time with me today. Remember, we are on a mission to help as many creatives, as many entrepreneurs as possible. And we would love it if you would continue following along on that journey with us. If you found any of today's content helpful, we'd be incredibly grateful if you would share this podcast episode with others who may benefit from it. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Stay creative, and we'll catch you next time.